So this one's about how to be a tree firmly planted by streams of water. This is a predicas con papi, as I like to call them. The mobile edition, the Sunday morning edition. Basically, tales that I tell our beautiful children to mentor them and coach them. This is how they're so amazing and so awesome. And how we as parents, Rochelle and I, coach, mentor, teach, counsel, guide, care for, love our three babies that are now young adults, making their own choices, and of course, growing up. So today, as I said, it's about how to be a tree firmly planted by streams of water. So it starts with my father and Psalm 1. So my father, who's now with Jesus in heaven, I miss you, papi, he would always quote me Psalm 1, how blessed is the man who walks not with evil men, does not seat or sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And that part, which I actually forgot to mention to our kids this morning, that first part is very important to not sit in the seat of smockers or mockers, not smockers, of mockers and of deceivers and of liars. To not sit, to not walk, to not follow in the footsteps, but to delight in the law of the Lord. That's very important. My father would always say, fear the Lord and shun evil, which is, I think, Proverbs 1. You have to walk away from evil and walk towards Jesus. You have to do both. Because evil will chase you. Sometimes we chase it. And so we can't just simply go to church and be good while still walking towards evil people, sitting with them, walking with them. And I think speaking of that, that's maybe what I'm going to focus on tonight for our Sunday night Bible study is to focus on someone. But my father would always quote me that since I was a young boy. And then when we were apart because of the war, he would write me letters and always would write me that psalm. And guess what? I still made wrong choices. I still walked in the seat of smockers, not smockers, mockers, and made my abode in the uh, seat of the ungodly, you could say. And it definitely, I could say, almost ruined my life, almost destroyed my life. And those are things that I regret and I won't forget and I now use as lessons of warning to our children and of course to people that I mentor. Psalm 1, just reading it here, blessed is the man who walks not, look, listen to the progression. Starts with walking, then standing, and then sitting. Sitting is the ultimate because now you're making, you're fellowshipping now with these sinners. You're now sitting with them. You're not just walking by them or standing next to them. Now you're sitting. And sitting in, in the Jewish tradition was very intimate because you're basically at someone's house. You're eating. You're sharing a meal with them. And so David says, don't even start by walking in the counsel of the wicked. If you walk, don't let it get to standing, he says, in the way of sinners. He says, don't walk. Don't stand next to them. And definitely don't sit in the seat of scoffers. And that's how sin progresses. Sin grows. You start just by hanging around people, then you're next to them, and then you're in bed with them. Hanging out with them. Having a meal with them. Doing what they do. 
But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. That's the, that's the medicine, that's the advice, is to seek the Lord, to sit with Jesus, to walk with God, to, to make your, your home the, in the presence of God. And then what happens? Well, you will be like a tree planted by streams of water. So there's this beautiful progression there of being a tree who's planted by the word of God. That's a stream of waters, the word of God, the Holy Spirit, the presence of God. And then this tree, this life, you and I will yield fruit in its season. Notice that it's not always bearing fruit. It, it happens once a year, twice a year. It's in its season, and its leaf does not wither. That's speaking of long life, of eternity. And then it talks about financial gain. It says, and all he does, he prospers. Now, what's the opposite? Well, the wicked are not so. They come and go. The wind drives them away. They will be judged. They will be separated from the congregation of the righteous. And God will punish them, and they will perish. And so that's the warning and my dad would quote me that psalm every time that he would write me a letter, which was basically every month, every week. And I have so many memories, and those are the things that I share with my kids. And so what I did this morning as part of our Sunday devotion is I told them about times where I didn't listen to Psalm 1 or to my dad, where I did seat, sit in the seat of scoffers, etc., and how it got worse. I remember... Maybe the first time it was when it was innocent. I had a girlfriend, a girlfriend, a friend. I was eight, and I remember kissing her, and I felt bad. Like, okay, I probably shouldn't have done that. And because she was playing dolls with my sister, and I kind of just said, "Hey, let's go over here," and I stole a kiss, as they say, innocent, just a child. But I was already feeling that that wasn't right and then later in life maybe when I was in my early late teens 18 19 then I had another girlfriend and a couple girlfriends and it became it just became reckless and I finally had a mentor say to me stop you need to stop doing these things you're going to ruin your life. And, and that was the moment I was telling my kids where truth and a father figure, an authority figure, a mentor, finally called me out. He called my bluff. He said, hey, man, you, 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 got, you need to wake up here. You need to stop. You're going to ruin your life otherwise. And thankfully, I did. Uh, unfortunately, as I said, I didn't have my father near me. He would write me letters. But, you know, I still wanted to do what I wanted to do. And 90% of my life was beautiful, perfect, church and school and all the right things. But this 10% of my life was a mess, chaotic. And that's where God had to basically hit me on the side of the head by this mentor of mine. And that was very important. And after that, I changed my ways. I said, okay, no more of this. No more of this uh, living a, a double life. And... Um, God spared me. He spared my future, my marriage, meaning to, to keep me, to protect me so I couldn't marry the woman of my dreams, my beautiful wife, Rochelle. I was 18, so I was a single man. So 
But my point is that God spared me from the wrong people, the wrong women, the wrong relationships, so that I could then receive the most beautiful gift in my wife um, four years later when I was 22, 23. Because I did not heed the advice of my father and of Psalm 1. Instead, I chose to sit and walk by and, and eat at the, at the table of, of sin. And, and that was almost uh, destructive to me. It nearly destroyed my life. And, but by the grace of God, I woke up and my mentor got through to me and I listened and I heeded, I heeded his advice and I changed my life. I turned around completely like the prodigal son. I made a 180 and I said, no more, no more of this. And I stopped doing all those crazy things. And I then began to walk in that area of relationships with Jesus and become holy and become righteous. And then in God's grace, he brought me my beautiful wife, Rochelle Baker. And we've been married now 27 years, known each other almost 30. And we've had a pure and faithful relationship. I've had one wife, one woman, I tell people, in 30 years. And that's a huge thing, especially these days, but any time of the year. <laughs> And I've been faithful and in love with her to this day. And that's the legacy that now we have for our kids. As they make mistakes, as they go through their own choices, as they walk by scoffers and sinners, and as they maybe sit with and hang out with and have friendships with, with these evil people. And they have no choices to make every day. And they're amazing kids, of course, but... These are warnings that we give them so that they know what the truth is and then to delight in the law of the Lord. I was telling them this morning that there is no fastest or quickest way to walk with Jesus and to be in the word of God daily. Psalm 1, Matthew 1, Genesis 1. I said, even if you just open it and you point towards a verse, God will speak to you because it's just the word of God. Hebrews, Revelations, the epistles, Ephesians. The Psalms, Proverbs, you name it. Even Numbers 25 will bless your life. You don't know what it means? Google it and you will find an awesome sermon by, sermon by an awesome preacher that will explain it to you. The Word of God is that river of life, the streams of water, the Holy Spirit. More than anything, it's the Word of God. Prayer, worship. And then the, the power of a father. I mean, Psalm 1 was written by David. And the Proverbs were written by Solomon, two men of God, who, in Proverbs for sure, who was written from this father figure, Solomon, towards his sons, towards the youth of the day, especially young men. And so we have to listen and heed and realize that if we fall, when we fall, we have to repent and turn around and change our ways. It's not about not falling, it's about when we fall. I made mistakes. I made I've had patterns that I've had to break, and I break them every day. By the grace of God, I have broken their grip on me, and I continue to do that every day. But Satan has a plan to destroy every one of us through the same old thing, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And rock and roll, you could say, is fame and status and success. Sex, it is what it is, and drugs, anything, dealing with any addictions. And so Satan has no new tricks up his sleeves, the same old things, but they're effective. 
That's why they're the same old tricks because they work. Most of us are tempted by the same things and many fall. But if we fall like the prodigal son, like me, we have to turn around, make a 180. When we have those mentors, those truth tellers, a father, a friend, a mentor, a mom, a coach, it could be a police officer, it could be a doctor, it could be um, a judge, anyone. We have to listen and we have to pay attention and say, Lord, forgive me. I'm no longer worthy. I will return and be a servant. And the father will say, no, 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 you're my son in whom I am well pleased. Put a robe on him. You were lost, but now you're found. And that's the beauty of the gospel. And that's what I've been through. I've not, I'm not perfect. I try to appear perfect and come across as perfect and righteous, but I'm not. I like like anyone else i have made many mistakes and still make them just less and less but especially with our young adult children i tell them the stories of my own mistakes and repentance and the gospel and forgiveness so that they know what to do when they make mistakes and of course praying that god will spare them from any crazy stuff but giving them the tools like my father did to me to know what to do if they fall when they struggle with temptations, when they do walk or sit or, or stand by evil and bad people and wrong, wrong relationships. And to heed the word of the Lord and to stand by the truth and to repent, to always listen to the Holy Spirit and to his word, God's word, so that they know what to do and repent. Make a 180. Stop. I think the worst thing than sitting with sinners is continuing to sit, continuing to, to walk, continuing to, to stand next to. You have to repent. You have to say, I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry, Father. I'm sorry, friends. I'm sorry to myself for what I've done, and it's time to go back. It's time to repent. It's time to go back to my Father's love and to say, I'm sorry, Lord. I will never do that again, and to mend those relationships and to say I'm sorry. All of that is the gospel. All of that is hard for us as parents when our kids fall or when they make mistakes or when they go through struggles. And you have to know your personality, not blame yourself, not think that you have perfect kids, not think that you're perfect, but to realize that some of it is developmental, some of it is being young and testosterone and being beautiful and attractive as young ladies, as young men. And you have to protect them during these years and to be on them. Like they say, the fathers keep young boys from jail and young ladies from the pole. And so it's very important that we tell our sons and to smack them on the side of the head and say, hey, stop. And with our young women or our young daughters to keep them from promiscuity, from evil men and to check up on who they're dating, who they're with and not be afraid to be in their lives as fathers. Mothers, too, of course. But we as fathers have a special calling to be the truth tellers with love and kindness. No matter what we've been through, no matter what you did and, or didn't have, you're not there to yell, to scream, to get mad, to punish, to be vindictive or to drink or to give your kids bad examples. You're there to be holy and to be righteous and to be the men that they need, the fathers that they need, whether it's your stepchild, your stepdaughter, whether it's whether you've made mistakes, whether you feel like you're awesome or not, look for help. Look for mentors. I'm a coach. I would love to help you as a father to know how to 
better help your kids. There is so much help. I've had mentors, as I said. I've had therapists, coaches, doctors, um, online coaches. I've had so many mentors. I would not be the father or the husband that I am without mentors. I have not done this alone just with prayer. No way. I've, I've sought and spent hundreds of thousands of dollars seeking help to be the man that I am today, to have the blessings that I have today. Imperfect, but always blessed. And so you can do it too. Man of God, young man, young lady, father, mother, you can do it too. You can have the blessing that God has for you. You can have your blessing. You just have to you have to find help. You have to seek guidance. You have to find mentors and coaches and people of God that will walk you through your questions, your challenges, whatever tension, whatever problems you have, addictions, personal hang-ups, habits, hurts, whatever home problem you're having, screaming, anger, money problems, shame, guilt, loneliness, you name it, mental health, fear, anxiety, shame, yep, I know all about that and I would love to help you. I'm certified, I'm a licensed pastor, I'm a seminarian, I am a master's degree earner, blah, blah, blah. I have all that you need and I would love to help you just like I have been helped and as I now mentor our own kids and many others, clients and people from my church, etc. I'm here to help. You can just go to davidtree.com slash coaching, davidtree.com slash coaching or email me trigger davidtree.com or reach out to me on Instagram at David Trigg, send me a DM or a message on Facebook. Thank you much. Thank you again for being here. And I'll see you next time. Adios. Adios.